When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Perhaps the most important thing a person can do for themselves is take care of their mental well-being. Whether it is with adults or children, maintaining a healthy mind is key to a fully healthy lifestyle. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. Mental health has always been a key part of the agriculture community, but it wasn't always talked about. Susan Springer, founder of Suicide Prevention Southwest Wisconsin, provides insight into how mental health and agriculture come together and how to handle farm stressors such as farm succession. Mental health has always been in our egg community, but we've never talked about it. We've never um, touched on it because our parents never taught us about it because their parents never taught them. A lot of times the chemicals the guys are using out in the fields, that can affect, it can get through your skin, you can breathe it in, and it can affect their brain, which will cause depression, which can at times turn into suicide. They never get away from the farms. Where they live and where they work, it is constantly on the farm, so it's always on their mind so they never get a break from it. They're exposed to mold. Mold exposure, environmental stuff, can also cause depression, which will lead to suicide. Heavy metals in our bloodstream, especially if you're from mining community. I know I'm from Inner Point in southwest Wisconsin. that have a lot of mines there, so it's in our dirt, it's in our water, it's in our soil. What is the demand like that you're seeing through your coalition of people searching for resources and support? Luckily, it's getting a lot better. When I first started in 2014, it was pretty low and it was very stigmatized to even talk about suicide. Now I have to say people are reaching out. They're hitting our website a lot more. They're looking for resources. They're looking for phone numbers, places to go, what they can do for themselves or friends or family. So people are actually reaching out more. They're getting involved. We do a lot of fundraisers. We do a memorial walk. We do some active grieving stuff and people are wanting to get involved. So that's exciting. When it comes to people reaching out, are you seeing more adults, more youth, or can you kind of give me a little bit of the demographic or backgrounds of these people who are reaching out and ending that stigma? I have to say I'm pretty proud to say it's all demographics. Of course, the younger generation reaches out because they're in a whole different generation and they don't have the stigma as much. I mean, they do and they're still exposed to it. And the younger farmers, the younger ones still have that stigma of, oh, I got to be tough and I can't talk about it. But once they realize it's actually being stronger to reach out and ask for help, it takes more courage to do that. Um, I do have to say the younger generation feels easier to do it. Although with our older generation, they're starting to see the effects. They're learning from the younger ones, if they want to admit it or not. They're learning that they need to talk about it. They need to reach out for help. And it actually is a relief and they feel better when they ask for help and get help. So it kind of goes through all the demographics. We still have the stereotypes we need to break down. It does not mean you're weak if you ask for help. It does not mean that you can't take care of your business. And if you put your nose to the grindstone and just keep working and ignore everything, that's not going to help. And people are starting to learn that. And that's pretty exciting for me. So when somebody reaches out, can you take me through that process of whether reaching out to you guys, how are you helping them or how does that call go or what does that format look like? That's a scary part for most people just taking that first step. That's really scary. Now there's the basic call for the suicide hotline. The national hotline is 988 and what they do is they'll call in or a family member can call in on behalf of a friend or family member and they call in and they get a 24-hour hotline. There's people and 
and they'll just talk to them. They're going to ask them their name. They're going to ask them their birth date. They might even ask them if they have insurance, and people get turned off by that. But what they need to know that for is if they need to send an ambulance, if it's somebody's in the act of suicide and they need to actually send them help, they want to get them to a hospital that covers their insurance so that's not one more stressor for them. But they can also call um, the Farmer Center, which is an 800 number. It's 800-942-2474. And you can talk to actual farmers. And it's through uh, the Wisconsin Department of Ag. They have people that can talk to about finances, about your farming, and just stressors, everything there is. And they'll just talk to you. And they can even come out to your farm if you want them to. They can come in person and sit down at the kitchen table and talk to you. There's also a rural concern hotline, which is out of Iowa. But... But it's another great resource. It's 800-447-1985. And it's run by Farmers for Farmers. So they know what you're going through. Sure, it may be in Iowa, but mental health doesn't stop at a border. Just because you're going from Wisconsin to Iowa, they can still help you. And if you are in need, don't feel bad about reaching out by any means. And what's really nice about reaching out to these hotlines, you can do it while you're driving around in your truck. You can do it in the field in your tractor. Nobody even has to know. And you can reach out and talk to somebody and get some real help. Another really hard and stressful time on farmers is when they're in the process of transitioning that farm to the next generation. What can they do to kind of be prepared to make that easier on them and their mental health going through it? How can they navigate that? I think the easiest way to make it the transition to the younger generation getting it is I think they really have to take into account the workload and the amount of staff or help you have, because I think they really need to consciously make time for themselves. And if that's to take time for the family and once a year, take a vacation, take some time off. And I know that that is a really big buzzword for farmers is to take a vacation and take time off. I know you don't do it. But even if it is take an afternoon off and relax, go fishing, just take time for yourselves. That has to be budgeted in when you're looking at all aspects of running the operation. And also just make sure that the older generation, let them know that it's okay for the younger generation to ask them for help. But then as the older generation, we can't condemn them and tell them they're doing it wrong. We have to let them know that we support them and we're looking for more resources or different things that they need to do, but we can't condemn. We're still in this all together. And then for the older generation, you've just went from working 24-7, living at your workplace, and you're going to be thinking, what am I going to do with all my time right now? We have to think about what did you used to really enjoy doing Maybe as a teenager or as a you know, young adult, what did you and maybe your spouse used to do for fun? Then you need to start doing it again. You need to get back into something that you enjoy that makes you happy and makes you smile. Because if you don't, you're just going to drive yourself crazy and be like, what am I going to do with all my time? It is important because if you don't and you don't have anything to focus on, That's when your problems or these feelings arise, because when you're busy, you can push them down and just kind of put them off to the side and you don't have to deal with them. But all of a sudden, when time stops in a sense and you're not as busy, that's when it can all hit you at once. So it is very important to be busy and making sure you have something to do. 
Right, definitely. Something that's busy but fun for you. And there's all different kinds of things. They used to go polka and, you know, and have the bands or go dancing. Card clubs are fun. Getting involved with maybe your local or state parks with the DNR. They have fishing and game things that you can do. Um, there's hunting things. I know there's a lot of youth hunts. You can get involved with the 4-H programs and help teach classes or workshops on something that you're skilled at. There's so many great things that you have so many natural skills with that you don't even realize how amazing you can to help your community and the future farmers. And it'll make you happy because kindness, the random act of kindness will make you happy, but also the person you're helping out. It's a win-win situation. How important is it to have your youth or teens at the table when you're having these conversations? Whether that's farm struggles, financial, transitioning the farm, whatever it may be, how should those look to really make sure you're taking into consideration their mental health? Well, the teens, if we like to admit it or not, they got their thumb on the pulse of the social media and new and interesting things coming out. They also have been raised in a generation at school and just in their environment to be more relaxed when it comes to mental health. They do have the stigmas, but it's not as strong as the older generation and mid-generation, I'd say even from the 30s and older. And this younger generation, they are our future farmers. They are the ones that will be coming up with our new creative ways to sustain our farms and to keep them going. And I think it's extremely important to have them at the table And to listen to them while they're there, not just have them there and talk down to them, but listen to them, listen to what they have to say, take into account, weigh your pros and cons, and then talk through it because that's the only way they're going to learn is from our masters who are our elders. If there are adults or youth or anybody who maybe is on the fence of reaching out, what tips would you give them to just take that leap and get the help they maybe need? I would just always say, go get the help. Make the phone call. You can do it confidentially. You don't have to go into a therapist. You can make these phone calls to 988, which is a suicide national hotline, or like I mentioned before, the Farmer Center or the Rural Concerns Hotline, completely confidential. Now that we have laptops and iPads and a lot of the computers are also in the cabs of these really nice new tractors, they can do online support groups. They can do online therapy. They can listen to There's pod podcasts out there that can be positive podcasts that they can access right now in the privacy of their own vehicles that nobody else needs to know about. And even a little mindfulness, I know that's kind of funny and people might not even know what that is. Mindfulness is really just kind of breathing, taking some deep breaths, slowing down, really meditating a little bit. That can be done sitting in the cab of your truck while you're waiting for the grain to get unloaded. I mean, it can be done for five, 10 minutes and it'll just slow down your heart rate, kind of calms you down a little bit and it's really healthy for you and nobody needs to know you're doing it. That was Susan Springer, founder of Suicide Prevention Southwest Wisconsin. If you are in need of help, call 988 or go to suicide-swwi.org to find needed resources. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.